Hello, welcome back to Black Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We're back to discuss the penultimate episode of Bodies. Number seven, Catch Me If You Can, written by Paul Tomlin and Danusia Samal, directed once again by Halu Wong. As a penultimate episode, you can go one of two ways, right? You can rise the tension to hit a certain crescendo before the final bow, or you can put pieces into place before the final act. And I think those two things can be accomplished even if they they aren't the most exciting, if you will, for lack of a better term right now, types of finales. Well, I should say the first example I gave is more commonly expected. The second is much more muted and less considered as satisfying because it doesn't, it's, it's, I like to say, and I am, of course, (laughs) a victim of it as well, to see an episode like this one where it wasn't overly dramatic. It didn't have these wow factors. It didn't drop any bombs that made us really want to get to the finale. And we've been trained for so long to expect those things to mark what is a successful penultimate episode. And I'm beginning to appreciate and learn and evolve more that that is not the only way or only method of a successful penultimate episode, even if it's much less thrilling, if you will. Because this episode pretty much was a a finishing of the loop, if you will. Everything was put into place for the next time that things are reset. Where is the opportunity? Where does it lie? And then seeing all those slots fill in before we get that opportunity, which is going to be next episode. But everything we saw has already happened. This is how the things were meant to be. It's the third act of Dark, (laughs) which is a show that I think takes a lot of inspiration or this show takes a lot of inspiration from it because there's the consistent themes too of the desire to have the desire to have a reason to do the right thing an unselfish desire and I think that that works well throughout the differing arcs and that loss is something everyone feels and it's not a justification to to make decisions that are the wrong decisions. And each person comes to a juncture in their life where they have to make a choice to do the right thing or the wrong thing and doing the wrong thing is exactly what Mannix has done, but he's never gotten an opportunity to course correct his his regrets. And now we're going to give him that opportunity. So as far as leading up to that point, I think it works fairly well. So I'm going to give it an 8.4 out of 10. Before we jump into my recap, which will probably be all over the place because I wrote no notes, Wherever you listen to the podcast, wherever good podcasts can be found, go down to the rating section, drop some stars, leave a review. My social media will be there as well. Like, share, subscribe. If you want to send feedback on the finale, which will be coming, if I can get my words right, this Thursday, I believe, or Friday, one or the other, blackercouch at gmail.com. My recording schedule will be on my Twitter platform. It's usually where it is. I don't tend to put it on YouTube because I feel as if my YouTube is just another platform for those who wish to enjoy the podcast there. 
But primarily, it's going to be my social media, Twitter, exactly, that you'll find most of this information. Enough of that. Let's talk about how Harker takes over. He is found in the alley. He's in the hospital. And we get his inspiration of Julian Walker because the hospital wing he is on has been dedicated to him and his mother uh, Lady Agatha Harker is summoned to verify if this person is her son because he's insisting that he is and because she is of course grief-stricken over the loss of her child There was a story about this, right? A guy that was like 24, 25 years old, pretending to be a 17 year old missing kid. And the sister came and talked to him. But because she was giving him the leading questions, you know, she thought it was him. And then she brought him over to the US. I forgot what his name was. And then the mom said the same thing. Like they all thought that they were like this guy was the was her son despite him not really looking like him because sometimes when you want something when someone disappears out of your life you want it to be true so much you're willing your mind is willing to oversee all the things that don't line up for the possibility of that reality being true and that's exactly what happens to Agatha Although she's not deceived for very long. She allows herself the deception. She takes her takes Julian home. She sees something in him that she misses. She's a mother who misses her child. He's a child that's never had a mother. And then when he gets back home, despite all of the servants probably thinking the same thing, wait a minute. The last time I met this uh, this person, and then they even mentioned that there was a nursemaid that knew him since he was a child. And then they, they had to point to the, the portrait. That was the hilarious bit, because this guy is like not even close. Christ, he's tiny. I have a bigger chunks of corn in my crap. He gonna go out and look at the... <laughs> when he's led up to the bedroom and he's looking at the clothes... He's like, he would easy a fucking giant, but he really was. He was like six, seven, or at least six, two. Someone that is a, a hero, right? It's not even someone whose life that he takes over. That's just some fly by night. He's a military hero who died sacrificing himself to save others. It reminds me of the line he gives Hillinghead. I've tried to find a world where you and I can exist at the same time, where your ideology exists at the same time. Because it's a lot about being brave and being a coward. I'm I'm just thrown off by the fact that Elias is dating his daughter that can't be more than 19 years old and he looks 53 daddy chill they definitely had to go back to victoria times where this was pretty acceptable (laughs) because nowadays we would have a lot of questions at least the mama would (laughs) all she heard was sir julian i say but we see a lot of the acolytes if you will that eventually fall into the fold. I think Mitchell was one of the main guys. And the dog. Like, oh, the dog is going to remember you. <laughs> the dog barking at him like, I don't know who the fuck you are, but you are not my master. And eventually, Agatha comes out and says, look, I, I'll be doing this witchcraft shit with the cards. And they really tried to get me with the supernatural effect, but I don't know if that really has any bearing on it. But she brings out the two lovers, the deception, and something else about wealth. And he tells her, look, you're reading my fortune. I'm not your son. I didn't kill your son. But I will love you like one. 
And I also, cause she's thinking, well, what's your angle here? I don't have any wealth to be exploited. I'm actually living on poverty. And that is another boon for her because he says, I can restore your finances. I'm someone you need in your life right now. And she did. She's a lonely old woman living in a home, no grandchildren, no future, destitute. And here comes this person who seems to want absolutely nothing from her because there's nothing she can give him other than the name of her deceased son and his life. And that's exactly what he does. And within a couple of years, he's got the fortunes restored. He, uh, he's got his acolytes. He's convinced people he knows the future. And now he just has to give her the grandchildren that she wanted. And then everything will be happily ever after. I'm surprised she made it to grandchildren. She was already at death's door. I'm dying. Help me. I'm thinking, damn, he's selling you the fountain of youth too. Cause you was, uh, <laughs> you were quite up there. I'm just, I'm joking. She of course could still be alive and would be up until a point. And in the background, while we were following Healing Head in this time period, he was subtly making himself known to Polly first at church, being in the pew. Then when Healing Head and Ash go off to investigate and work together, he was there when someone took her her locket, he knocked the person down. That's how the locket got broken. So that answers that question. And now I understand more why she was nervous. She liked someone and she had become invested in this other household and she didn't tell her father and she was trying to find a way to tell him. And that made more sense to me. That makes more sense to me now, I should say. He makes himself pretty much not pursuing her, but liking her for his mother. The way they were watching her like she was a broadmare. I like big butts and I cannot lie. You other brothers can't deny. That was really uncomfortable. So this cult that grows around, Polly is also, it's... What's the word I'm looking for? Matriarch? Because it does really start with her in the birth of Hayden that eventually is going to conceive Mannix. So he went back in time and fucked his great grandma or no, fucked a woman that became his great grandma so that he can once again relive their romance. This is the bottom of the barrel romance story. I'm just going to throw it out there. <laughs> if this is all you have to sacrifice just for those 30 years, I don't know. Maybe, just maybe give it 24 hours with your mom, dude. <laughs> I know it was a rough, rough 24 hours with you, but damn it. That they, that he would create his own misery is essentially what occurs here. Because she comes after her father is arrested and asks him, you have influence. She has been working for him, playing for the mother. So that's another weird aspect of it that he doesn't outright pursue her and she doesn't outright want to be pursued by him. I think she's, she was happy for the job and she may have taken an interest, but it wasn't, it wasn't that instantaneous what her father experienced with Ash. There was none of that there. It was this gentleman is paying me attention. He's got money. He's got position. Sure, I can find a life in love with that. And then the rest was brainwashing. <laughs> But it did come at the heels of her losing her father figure. And once again, him sliding in there being fucking 65, 
made a whole lot of sense. This man, her husband looks older than her father. What the shit is shit is that? So back to the story at hand, she begs him to help. But the thing that sets him off or threatens him is the fact that she's going to say, well, I'm going to tell him I was working here and she's just not giving up on her father. Like, I don't believe that he did this. But, you know, I'm going to try to work for his defense. We're going to spend money. Like, she's not thinking about marrying this man. She's thinking about what do I need to do to help my father? Because I will not accept this fate for him. So he decides to have him move to another prison. But it's a ruse to get him in a dark alley where Harker has his final words with him which is effectively a gloat and rubbing it in his face because he had the photos he looked at them I think in his mind he thought the same thing well maybe if I blackmail him he'll he'll be able to assimilate and become one of my cult members the same way that who am I thinking of right now um Weissman, Whiteman, how he had the choice. All he had to do was kill Polly or not Polly, kill Esther. And then he could have been good to go or he could have just, well, no, he had to kill her. That's what they wanted of her. They needed her to be dead because they just, they didn't want to take any chances. I think they would have been perfectly fine if Esther and Whiteman had run off to the sunset But because of his own stubbornness that no hair could be unturned, that's not within his control, he ends up causing his own demise. And I can't think, I mean, he has to know that that was his demise. But then why continue with the killing of the, that's the one part that I am a little thrown. Granted, you're at the end of the life. You're dead soon by natural causes. And this is, oh yeah, this is the fourth body. So this is the important part there. I've, I've managed to work that out in my own brain. So he tells him, you know, who you are as a person, your love for Ash, where I come from. You could have just walked down the street together. I'm like, you mean in what world, what, what, what state, what continent you on? Cause shit, you can't walk down the street in Africa. No, no, no. Not if you don't want to be machete. Shit, you can't walk down the street in Jamaica. Any of them damn islands. So to, to make that commentary that you can just be totally accepted in my universe is not really true or in my timeline. Despite Hilly Head's raving about if you touch her, if you touch, what? Shut up. I hate those lines. <laughs> I'm going to go after you. You're in chains. What's this threat? This threatening's not going to be effective at all. And he has gotten you at every time playing chess. When you're at your worst, when you're at your bottom, no one wants to hear you throwing words out that are ineffectual. I always find people who are just looking at you far more frightening. <laughs> because you don't know what that motherfucker is thinking versus someone who's just and I guess that's the point because you are helpless that's the only thing you can do but still just more like sir I think you can probably use your words and hurt him more than if you than than the this this uh impotent rage that has absolutely no effect on Mannix and this is one thing about Mannix that is selfish in his own and in his own mindset because he absolutely, whether he tried or not, tried to ruin this man's life. Ruined it so that he could have the opportunity to have a relationship with his daughter granted he just became a part of what eventually led to so on and so forth but his regret for it really isn't that regretful it's more like well I know what misery 
feels like I'm perfectly fine transferring that to someone else while I finally get the life that I deserve and the love that I feel that I deserve. But that love is based on a lie because you had her father murdered, which we see in the the carriage. Then you go back to her and tell her that her father committed suicide essentially abandoning her and her mother which makes her even more vulnerable to the attentions of this 85 year old man trying to make her his wife and that's exactly what she does but we saw before she was before she started puking that there was a little tension between them because he was like, Polly, why don't you? And then she puked. And then he was like, oh, you're pregnant. Now we could just focus on that. So there might be in, been some love bombing going on. And then eventually she is brought into the fold only after she's given birth to her son. Which the grandmother has. Saying he's uh, like, they're all saying all hail lord hayden like of course you brought up in a cult like this your brain is gonna be warped polly leaves when she's brought into the conspiracy goes out and tells her look i'm from the future my real name is elias i'm surprised she didn't bring up her daddy it's it's not been that long i would have brought up my daddy like hold on if you're from the future how how i swore she was gonna ask that question how did you not see that my father was going to be was going to commit suicide? Did you know that that entire time? Did you not warn me? Why didn't you help me out? I would have had so many questions, but he once again threw that news at her when she was what? At her most emotionally vulnerable. So I can't help but think she was manipulated to some degree into being caught up in the cult and her role in that cult up to the moment where she's casually picking out scarves to look more disarming to kill a child with the assurance from her husband that the child won't feel anything yeah because she's dead i'm pretty sure she wanted to live that life that she would have kept living if you let her so that part <laughs> that she died at the piano oh that was it was actually rather sad for polly and i thoroughly hated elias at that moment when we see him record the very last record which is the one that he gives to uh, that he listens to on the boat everyone's got their role to play and this all leads to the deaths and death of white men who I was sad to see die once again. <laughs> the person I care least about in the show, I end up feeling the most for. Then we go to the future where Maplewood has, has been addressed by the, the remaining person in power. I forgot who his name is, but I feel like we saw him, but she's basically told to sign this form don't worry about that throat we're not gonna bury it or put any guards around it <laughs> use it for our own intentions yeah there was the future storyline there was a lot of holes there was the, i can't pretend there weren't a lot of holes in this particular arc that they would just let maplewood go off on her own why she didn't assert hey he by the way he left me in charge like that was gonna ever pop off anyway i think there's too many other people in the cult that benefited from elias and now that's another thing the people around him probably don't want him to change his mind like why would i want you to change your mind why would i not want you to do the thing that you're going to grow up to do like eventually you're told you're going to do something you fight it your entire life and then and then you find out that's the only thing you have so long so 
afterwards, she goes back to her apartment. She finds Defoe's his bag. And in the bag, she realizes it's four days in the future, four days in the past, and that he's going to reappear four days in the future once again. Because I think, I, I don't know, I didn't get this part. I'm not going to say this part is a is a plot hole as much as I didn't quite get the the time travel whimy stuff. But she thinks that at least she can save him, Defoe, because he's going to reappear. So she goes to her brother's apartment and we find out that she has rescued Hassan because Hassan was still missing. And she goes, I never even saw her. Like, that's a bit of a stretch of the truth. <laughs> and why, if I was in charge, I would have had this bitch followed. Like, uh-uh, you didn't just come down. All these people dead and there's no Hassan. Get the fuck out of here. But she's being treated at her brother's apartment. He somehow brought into this. No discussion about the child he just had. He's just used as an ancillary character and that's unfortunate. She realizes that he, he, uh, where he's going to be and has something there to repair his eye. Hassan is able to walk. I did like that little conversation they had where Hassan said Jawad would have been like, he survived the explosion but due to the radiation, he died from that. How does she not die from the radiation? That's a good question. And then ask, why did you do what you did? Because that's the reason why I was doing what I was doing. And she brings it down to you were doing your job, but you also knew that that was not going to get me my kid back. And she realizes the same thing. Like, hey, I was... I'm, you're not the only person, A, that's lost someone. You have to understand at that moment, I may not have been thinking clearly. All right? I had a lot of shit come down at me at the same time. <laughs> I've been told my whole entire life is a lie. Not to mention, I might not exist if I continue to follow your path of things. Wait a minute. Got no time to think. So she she realizes killing, shooting Defoe was wrong. And that is when like that moment had to happen for her to realize how wrong it was when when she actually took the action where she had to do something for her beliefs. And I think that's the exact same moment that Mannix, <laughs> once he had to kill Hillinghead, realized, oh, shit, maybe just maybe this doesn't need to be the path because I'm taking I'm causing a lot of pain to these people who loved each other and knew that they were loved by each other. I kind of don't know what that means for Ash. Cause if he never interfered, then that means he would never have met Ash. And that means he would have lived his life. Not who he organically was, but loving the people that he loved the most. So then they go, they go to the alley. Like I said, Hassan's the number one perilous leader, but no one's even monitoring. They get there in a van. The foe is able to be saved. They're in some structure. <laughs> and you got homegirl just sitting over there looking at the foe, the foe sitting looking at Hassan. And we got absolutely no backstory between these two. <laughs> that was a little bothersome, little bothersome. Just because I think it would have been nice to know what these two people brought to each other, that they would have so much history between them. And it portrayed as if they had a lot of history between them. Like they both lost people at the same time or some shit. And he expresses what it felt like to be split in so many pieces, how he was chasing him before he got shot. The whole catch me if you can bit that was for him in the future. She did catch him. That was cute. But then because she goes, if anyone knows what to do, it's him. So what do we do? I don't know what any of this shit is. and I'm fucking scared. 
He says exactly what I was thinking. This is a loop. We don't know that this part in the loop didn't already happen because we don't know. <laughs> we never went past the future. We have no idea. Like the time loop's already been completed. You saving my life in four days doesn't really change anything. Uh, she goes, well, we still have access to the throat, which is true. They did mention going forward and backwards. And I feel like the only thing we ever did was go backwards instead of forward. And I'm thinking, why couldn't y'all just go to, to 2023 and just tell, just tell Hassan what's up. But again, I don't want to think too hard about it because then some other things will start to fall apart. Uh, it's at this moment that Hassan casually brings up, oh, by the way, he said he, he had some regrets. He died with regret. Well, do you think that's true? Maybe. I don't know. I'm sipping this tea. I'm tired. <laughs> Those prosthetics were not aging her at all. Nor was that gray hair. It didn't look authentic. It, it didn't bother me the first time, but the second time <laughs> hit pretty hard. So they decide, okay, well, how about we sow some doubt in the Harker? If he already had regrets, all we need to do was make sure he felt the regrets before he actually started doing shit. And maybe he himself, because he himself is the only person that can change what has been happening. And at the end, I expected, I don't know, a scene. We had the nice little scene where she was saying, you know, I didn't want things to go back to the way or I wanted things to stay the same. It was too much, you know, but I, I I believe now or something to that effect. And he said, well, what are you willing to do for it? And I thought he knew that he wanted to send her back in time, but that seems to be something she herself worked out. And then there's no goodbye. Hey, Hassan, hope this works out. Hey, person that I'm doing this for, because I finally realized I have a connection with you. No goodbye, no cute moment, not even a... <laughs> question of what will happen if I go back in time with this technology on my back that doesn't exist <laughs> which is why when she travels back to 1890 and lands butt naked in the same fucking hall in alleyway she cannot walk so she says fuck and that's the end of the episode so I think everything that was leading up to where we were at I think we could have spent more time there than in the past to see those places slot in just because I didn't need so much of it. Like with the people coming in and then everyone meeting and then they had already got the chief of police and him being warned. I, some of those could have just been left out and spent more time massaging that future arc because that's the one that's really leading us into the finale. But as I stated earlier, it did what it was supposed to do as far as the job of getting people prepared for the revelations that are coming next that will ultimately, hopefully, be our out moment because that's ultimately where it has to go, right? And then building a little bit more heart between maplewood hassan and defoe and the sacrifice that maplewood herself is making because she also does have a brother now she has a niece or nephew can't remember the gender so it's not like she doesn't she's coming from a place where she is unloved where this wouldn't be a sacrifice for her like i could die and then she just runs in fuck it <laughs> like okay well that's brave and all and i love that energy but it it was a little disproportionate because of not having enough time in that future arc. That's like my only nitpick. And it's a pretty big nitpick, which is why I took out a big chunk of the score. <laughs> and some of the things that just were left wide open for them to be able to make the actions in which they did. We got feedback from Shy. It's been a couple of weeks to see how she's felt about this season thus far. But heading into the finale, we might even get a shock and Mimi will show up. For right now, let's head into the feedback.
Hey, Christina, it's me, Shy. I'm here to give my feedback finally for bodies. I have caught up. Um, I've watched, I binge watched five, six, and seven um, so that I can catch up and send feedback. And girl, I'll tell you what, <laughs> these time travel, these time travel shows, it, it's enough to just make you question whether or not you're sane, whether or not you're smart. Because I think I've said this before. Um, I haven't listened to your um, podcast, but that's what I'm going to do once I send this is because I don't know when I haven't looked to see when you plan on doing episode seven. Um, but I, I, I'm just like, this is this reminds me so much of dark. Like I'm my own grandpa. So I'll tell you, if you talk about I I yelled as soon as he said um, when um, Polly gave birth to um, Hayden and well, yeah. So when he said that, when he was explaining everything to her about the the little cult that they had in the basement, um, he said that Hayden has to be born in order for him to have the children in order for him to be born I'm like no no we're not doing this but it's it why am I not surprised it, it's I mean it's like <laughs> and this is Netflix and so we got another I'm my own grandpa like kind of situation where you got to go back in time to create your your descendants so that you could be born in the future i'm like stop it so he has to be he has to go back it's like not even an option it's not even a question of oh i just want to be a better person or i just want to save the world or i think i could do a better job at, at being in charge of the world he literally has to go back in time in order for him to be to exist <laughs> so it's more to it than that so my thing is they would have to go back in time and make it so that you know Polly doesn't meet him or you know so they have to go back to that that point because in every scenario he's already born I mean it's it's already starting the trickle effect of of the the timeline um, so they have to get it to where he never gets with Polly in order for all that other stuff to go down. And of course, it all makes sense about um, why her father is involved. That's his that's literally his father in law, um, the grandfather, um, Hilling, Hillinghead, Alfred. I'll just call him Alfred um, Hillingworth. I think that's how you say his name. Um and then of course, ugh, oh my gosh, it, this this show, it again, like I said, it can have you just just going in circles. And like like I said, and I think in my the last feedback that I gave, and again we know this because we've watched so many time travel shows, it is a loop. I was like, how where where does the loop, where does it end? Like even the stuff that happened. Um, when they revived um, Defoe, like, is that part of the loop too? Uh, I, I mean, that after he goes back, so it, it's does he already know that that happens? That they rescue this Defoe, and then you know, um, um, Maplewood finds out. You know, it's it, it's just like I'm like looking at. It's so funny that I'm looking at this show and just side eyeing everything because I'm like, what is the point? Like, is this supposed to happen already? Are we really breaking the loop? Are we really doing something different than was already predicted to be done? Because I know they're in the future, but I'm like, even I'm sus on that. It's like, is that really gonna change anything? Her going back because they already said she, um, she was integral and whatever was supposed to go down so was it just a default thing um or is it or is this all they're creating a new future with her going back this time has that never happened before so that's the question and then I'm like didn't didn't they think 
that her going back I mean she can't have those uh technology with her so what she can't walk now she's gonna be you know paralyzed from the waist down how is she supposed to do anything if she's back in 18 something what and not being able to fully navigate the world the way she needs to in secret and you know oh, I don't I don't know so I'm very interested in seeing how this final episode ends up being um and how they supposedly gonna stop all this from happening and um so yeah that's it's 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 a lot going on um a lot to I think eight episode eight is the last one right yeah I think I saw that um and there's no from what I understand this is it I don't know did you say that already that there's no season two of this this is a limited series thing um so so if that's the case there's so much to wrap up and then they were talking about how the universe is supposed to like they're gonna outsmart the universe and I'm like but are you though it's like can you though like again isn't it already again talk the paradoxes time travel did it already happen did you already try this did you already so that's the loopy and cray cray thing about these types of shows and time travel because it's a it's again like I, I think i mentioned in my other feedback is the, the chicken before the egg kind of thing you know are we really just continuing on with what's always supposed to happen but then again i'm like you only exist because you went back but see again no 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 they're not gonna get me because we went down this road this rabbit hole of epic proportion with dark because it's like again you only exist because you went back in time but you had to go back in time to exist so how so when did you when did it start like you had to exist but you can't exist until you go back in time so you had to exist before you went back in time to exist (sighs) i give up anyways and so but i like that we're like we're finally getting all the the backstories and the inner the, the everything is starting the flashbacks i should say of what all else happened in those moments just like when he and Mannix and Polly met officially how she came I knew she was playing the piano over in Harker whatever but I'm just call Mannix house but how that came to be um also how I mean you know one thing I will say before I no no let me stick to this and so how um you know, Alfred. Oh, oh yeah, that's the other thing. Alfred. I, I, I mean, I understand that he, he, you know, was in the closet. He fell for um. Ash, um, what's his name? I'm drawing a blank right now. Holy moly, fell for the guy, um, the journalist. But it's still like you really gonna compromise your future, the future of your family for this person um and so you're gonna put them in a vulnerable state to where they can be preyed upon which they were but again i know it's always gonna happen regardless but it's just like the rationale behind him doing that was just ridiculous and so uh, and there's and then i like that the show is showing how you know what the, you know, your moral compass, like what gets you to that point that you do something um, extreme or something, um, what's the catalyst behind it? In the case of Whitehead, it was the girl, the 11-year-old girl that got him to the point where he did what he did. In the case of um, Alfred, it was, you know, threatening the the lover and then him taking the fall and which again it's like which left your family in the state that they're in to be preyed upon which had already started prior to that but it just that snowball effect um and so i just thought that was just ridiculous so you're gonna leave your family that way and then like how do you know you turning yourself in and you taking the blame 
wasn't going to still negatively affect your family as far as like he'd get mad and still expose you with the the pictures. But I don't know. It it was just it was just to me that was a little bit convoluted and it didn't make um, in regards to Alfred's decision because it left his wife and daughter in in those in that day and time, you know, to whatever and just so he can protect the guy and i'm sorry i'm like i'm i'm personally i'm i would have chose my family like yeah even though i'm in the closet i'm still the protector i chose to marry this woman and and we had a child together and so that should still be your priority so uh, i didn't like that decision too much but of course he knew he was going to make that decision so whatever and so um oh my god there's so much going on with this show like i said i'm trying to remember put squeeze three episodes worth of thoughts into this this feedback um then we got maplewood um i'm just like she's paramount i mean i'm still like why would you even if you didn't believe in everything that was going on, you know, you saw that uh, Mannix went back in time when he went into the throat, which is a very interesting name that they decided to call this thing. Um, it's like, why would you shoot Defoe? Like, what was he doing that you needed to shoot him? So that was my only thing. Like, ma'am, what are you shooting him for? <laughs> So I thought that was crazy. Um, I was surprised, not, not surprised by. Um, oh yeah, I like the the um, how we found out how the bomb went off and what um, um, Hassan's role in that was. Because I was always curious, like what exactly did she do? But as soon as she went, took him to see the mom, I was like, yep. That that's gonna be what it does him in because I tell you, man, that I, I that was ill advised. I would not have done that. I would not have advised her to do that um, because. But she's a mom, and I and I get that impulse. But it's like he was not in the frame of mind to handle that, regardless. But. And you just, you don't know that woman like that to the point where you're going to risk it. So I know she blames herself for that. And she kicks herself in the, excuse me, hiccups, kicks herself in the butt for that. So there's that. What else did I want to talk about? Highlight. Um, Barber. Okay. Oh, my goodness. So I didn't see that coming, uh, that, that he was the father. And so I'm like, dude seriously (laughs) oh my gosh it's it's i don't know um that's crazy to me and so i mean he played he played me i'll get i'll give you that oh that's what it was about maplewood the the neighbor you know i'm like she she kind of like was really like casual about finding out that the neighbor was in on everything because i felt like i I was expecting more of a reaction out of her for finding out about her neighbor being part of all of it, but she really didn't react any way to that, um, which I found interesting. Um, so yeah, very excited about what happens in this finale. Um, I just want to give my overall thoughts on everything that's going on. And just, <laughs> I like, I cannot wait to do my feedback just to talk about the, the, the short, the pure, the pure craziness that I'm experiencing again. After dark, now I got to deal with another Netflix series that just wants to go there. And it's like, as time travel, what can you say? At the end of the day, that's what it all boils down to. And it's just one of those things where you can never really truly explain it without it 
make without it not making sense. So it's just one of those things. It's just you just gotta accept it because what other choice do you have? Because you'll just drive yourself nuts trying to figure out how in the hell does do we get to this point? Again, chicken before the egg, egg before the chicken, whatever, however you want to say it. Um, well, that's all I got. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Well, I mean, that's it in a nutshell. I just, like I said, I've been, I've been busy, busy. Uh, so you all know what's been going on. So I'm trying to play catch up per usual. And I definitely wanted to get back to this show and find out what's going on and how it all ends because I'm very curious. And it's too bad that Mimi, you know, dipped out because she, I feel like she would have enjoyed this because it's similar to Dark and she liked Dark and it had the same type of, you know, wonky time travel kind of stuff. Um, I wish she would have give it, gave it a little bit more time, but I understand there's so much options out there that sometimes you just, you know, and some, and again, these sci-fi time travel things, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot to take in and a lot to wrap your mind around. And sometimes your, your brain is just like, nah, I'm not doing this. So on that note, until next time, much love, peace and black girl magic, queen of the couch, shy. That was Queen Shy with her thoughts on the episode. I don't think that Mimi, I know I was making that joke, but I really don't think she's joining. <laughs> and I think your reasoning is perfectly exactly why. It's like, uh, I went through one dark experience. I don't know if I want to stretch all of my muscle power even thinking about redoing said experience. So there's definitely that, though I must caveat. This show has elements of the show dark. It is not even close to being on the same scale. <laughs> so I, 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 I'm pretty sure you agree, but I'm just going to throw that out there because we've, I myself have made references to dark. This is not dark. Dark was a highly superior show. And I think the difference too which settled it for me because there are some of course timey-wimey crazy questions that I the same way like well if nothing happens is Elias is never going to get born how does that work and then the people that we knew in the meantime so yeah I have those same lingering questions but I don't think the show is going to lean into them and that's why I won't stretch my brain too hard. I'll ask it, but then I'm like, you know what? I don't want to even answer it. I don't, I don't, mm -mm. if the show's not answering it, I'm, I'm not, or I'll go on some message board and y'all can talk to me about it. But yeah, I don't, I don't want to stretch too hard. But as I was saying earlier, the difference between this show and dark is that we were making from the moment we met the stranger we were trying to fix the timeline. We knew we were trying to change things and we just didn't know what was changed, if something was going to change and how much it didn't change and how things set off in the first place. So we were kind of at the beginning of an end at the end of a beginning. Whereas this show, I feel as if we have been all this entire time not working towards changing anything we've watched how things have unfolded how the past become became the present and how the present affected the past which led through the life that we see going through the 1940s into the death of elias but i've never at least for me gotten the indication that we were ever at a moment unless it was the moment in the future that we were trying to do anything that would change and even that wasn't really changing anything like from the moment she met Hassan I was like yeah no he's gonna go through the throat because things haven't went through the cycle we just got to the end of the first cycle in my mind so because we never got to the end of the cycle I never was looking for anything that was going to change as much as how do these events affect one another and as I was alluding to the slotting of the places in, in to piece to get the whole story of how a 
minus B equals C somewhere in that math <laughs> that I'm already not good at, good at. So for me, the show has always, always been that one goal. And now, and now we're at this goal. Can we change it? Can we change the timeline? And that's the question we decided to answer. I think the only other question was stop him from going in the throat. And that was never going to be a possibility because we know he traveled back to 1890. Uh, that is a question of relevance. What's going to happen to Maplewood now that she's in 1883, 93, wherever she is? Is she going to reappear in another place? Why did Defoe appear in three places and reappear in four days in the future? And yet she's the one, like I was a little muddled with that. And like I said, it may be something I'm just misunderstanding and not getting completely correct, but I didn't get why, if that's the case, they all eventually come back to four days in the future that Mannix himself, one of his bodies wouldn't have came back in the future. Unless they're trying to say that the throat was meant to him because he's the first one that used it. Kind of like with Jonas, things kind of spread out from him. He became the branch and the tree. And now they're on this branch. That's his tree instead of being connected to the rest of the timeline. But again, that's causing that's that's even causing my brain because I'm answering my question. I know there's answers out there. It's just that I have to. <laughs> Work really hard to make them all make sense. Uh, but that is a question that I don't feel like the show addressed at all. Because if that's the case, then she should show up in another four days and they should be able to save her. Right? And she nothing's wrong with her. So why is it that, you know, if they're all displaced like that, he ends up going there, but no one else could just follow behind him? I, that That's all not making sense to me. And wasn't really massaged. That's where I go with the plot holes. Because I think some of it is can be timey-wimey. But some of it, it, it might just be missing the the, the chunks in the, in the pavement. Now, to my baby Alfred. I get what you're saying. Why would you throw your life, your family away? I'm going to choose my family over someone I just met. But that's where I think we're seeing it differently. This is not about his love life. It's not about, oh, I'm doing this because I love this person or I'm choosing to be with this person and, and, and not have them suffer in lieu of my family suffering. No, I think and because of Mannix, he's put in every hard place. But from the moment we've met him, what's the first thing we knew about about um, you said his first name and I didn't and Alfred is that he is a man who has honor. He's a man that does not allow for injustice. That is who he is as a person, right? It's why Mannix felt happy shoving that in his face that, hey, you are over here judging everybody for their, and their, their, you know, you're by the law, but you yourself are harboring a secret about who you are. So you get to, to go out and play the the moralistic high road however it's not that they were trying to frame his lover and i chose him no they went to him and or not i'm sorry they weren't just trying to out his relationship he outed his own relationship to his family because he didn't want to lie to them anymore about who he was finally coming true as a coward he knew this man didn't murder him it's not so much as I wrote it better in my notes. Um, <laughs> it's it's not about him sacrificing a love for another love. It's about him sacrificing his own morality on top of it affecting someone that he fell in love with and whom was honest and who had integrity and courage and whose only job was to expose the... Uh, the tragedy. That's all Ash wanted to do. He just wanted to get rid of, like, hey. And Hillinghead recognized uh, Harker. He knew that was his guy. He went after him directly. There was never going to be a moment in which 
this was going to work out for him other for him to keep his mouth shut and he was never going to keep his mouth shut i think he tried i think he wanted to i think he even started he even said i already signed up i've even gotten rid of your alibi but in the end he simply could not do away with it and it came not to be oh i'm choosing to be my my lover with my lover and my true self versus my family and leaving them open he was fucked he is the definition of between a rock and a hard place there was no decision he was going to make that he was going to live with himself making and i guess one can say well sure i can set someone up for a murder they didn't commit and send them to prison for the rest of their lives and pick my family i'm I don't know. Again, I think they're also going back to the idea, the theme of if you are a cop, it is not about your family. The same thing with Hassan. Like she said, I gave everything I could at this kid and I wagered my son's life. I knew this kid could have the capacity and was broken enough to hit that bomb. But I wagered my family, which I could have went home said oh there's a bomb in the city fuck that i'm taking my kid i'm getting the fuck out with my my family at a dodge but because they're officers of the law that's not their job to do that their their sacrifice is to say i'm going to live up to this code to do no harm and that's exactly what he did i'm not going to send this for even if i wasn't his lover the idea that he would have to not only continue to lie but lie at such an egregious level and then profit from that lie. No, that's just not the man that he was. The same thing with Hassan. It's not who she is. It's the same thing with white men. It's not who he is. I may be, I may fuck up a little bit or do this, that, the other thing, but I became an officer to do the right thing. And that's what I'm going to do even if that comes at the sacrifice of other things. So I I can't agree with the decision for Alfred that it, it would have been just perfectly fine for him to just choose. And then what would have happened at that point? You would have still been putting yourself in the hands of someone else that now owns you who's going to be fucking your daughter. <laughs> there's there was no out for alfred and the idea the 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 idea that there was the the yeah the the what's the word i'm looking for it's it's not really a choice but they present it like it's a choice it's like no it's not really a choice you're asking me to kill my everything that makes me who i am he couldn't even lie to his daughter so it's not like the shit wouldn't have popped off and he wouldn't have found out. Yeah, maybe they, it would have been up to, but he didn't even know his daughter was in Harker's orba, orbit until that moment where he told him. Because he's been in the shadows. Uh, so yeah. Like you was really dragging him. I was thinking you at least to see it from his side. <laughs> I get the knee jerk response. Family first. I met this dude a week, but that's just not who you are as a person. I don't know. I don't know if I could live with that on my conscience or what, what is the, what is the, I always go back to Chernobyl. What is the price of lies? <laughs> um, as far as why did Maplewood shoot Defoe is because Defoe was pursuing Mannix. So basically when she shot him, my guess is she rather displaced him when he was in the throat. So he was unable to fully follow Mannix into 1890 because she shot him. So when he was saying, catch me when you can, that was him kind of whatever the fuck the time whammy thing does when you go into there. But if she hadn't shot him, he would have ended up in 1890 with Mannix. And he would have probably been able to stop manix from doing what he needed to do but she's been in doctrine her whole life so of course she's gonna follow her commander oh about the mom thing i agree like that whole thing should have just been handled in a different capacity i get why hassan at that moment was thinking like you said as a mother as well as 
Because when she talked to her, it's not like she got the impression of, oh, I don't want to fucking talk to my son. I don't want anything to do with that thing. Not only is she clean, right? She said she never knew where to find him. It seemed like she was full of regret. It seemed like, hey, coming out and waving at your kid wasn't too much to ask, right? I can see how Hassan in that moment may have thought it was the right, wrong thing to do. And we can see, because when Elias, when she was telling him about her mom, Elias clearly wanted to go see her. So her trying to do everything she can for this boy who just lost his father, who has no one, who's going to jail. Can I give him this one tiny thing? Her mistake, in my humble opinion, was not giving that bitch the heads up. (laughs) I would have gotten her on the damn phone. Because then if she would have been freaking out, I would have been like, okay, how do I now we work this situation? And there's nothing to say that after that fact, he still wouldn't have decided, you know what? She don't want to talk to me. I, I, it could have been two weeks later. He always had that backup. So to me, it always, it kind of feels like Elias himself is the problem, which is why I think he and only he himself can get him to change his mind. Oh, don't do it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Polly in the great future that he builds. Uh, well, actually, the great future that he builds is based on his interactions with Hassan and his desire to do better in the world. His reward was Polly. So I don't think Polly has much to do with any convincing as much as this love that you're going to get is not worth what you just the the shit storm you left behind. And I think even if he doesn't admit it to himself, there's going to be regret, even though I that's another plot hole. They didn't show him in that bed full of regret. So when did he have that that moment? Because <laughs> he says, you can't kill me. <laughs> he died gloating or feeling like he was he was on top of the world. He accomplished everything he wanted to accomplish. He didn't seem like a man that was thinking things over and then why didn't he convince himself because that moment in time didn't happen yet where he would have been given that regret meaning that maybe that future timeline has different outcomes and we've just been following the different branches now we get to follow another branch and i think that's where i'm gonna leave it because anymore we'll just start be going in circles once again, if you want to send feedback on the finale, blackercouch at gmail.com. My social media will be below. Like, share, subscribe. Until the next time, peace, hair grease, and blacker magic.